All right, everybody, welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast and happy new year to all of you guys out there listening. Uh, Today, we wanted to kick off 2022 with an episode that is especially important and applicable to us, uh, those in the business world. Um, We're going to be talking about scheduling today and not only the benefits, um, what to include, but also the how to. There's a correct way and an incorrect way to do it. And we want to put this content out there to help you guys. Well, in the spirit of... uh of New Year's resolutions too. It's a great habit to take up at the beginning of a year. Uh, We've seen it for multiple years now, the value of being able to look back and see exactly what I was doing on a certain date at a certain time. Um, You know, for us, it's it's provided a lot of of freedom. Again, back to that idea that, you know, uh, responsibility and structure uh, and discipline lead to freedom. It's been very helpful for us because we've been able to see financial gain uh, from just tracking what we're doing on a daily basis. So I think it's a good way to start 2022. Absolutely. So let's talk about how it applies, uh, you know, to to our business. Yeah. First. So um, obviously, and we we've talked about this kind of dilemma or problem in podcast episodes before. Yeah. I know we've both struggled with it personally, and it's the idea of you know, feeling busy, <clears throat> but not really getting anything productive done. Yeah. And you can go through a whole day and before you know it, it's the end of the day and you're heading home and you're like, what, what did I really do? What, yeah. What did I do today? today? So how do we combat that? What, what's our first step to combating that and setting, setting ourselves up with structure? I mean, for us, there's two things, two things. It's, it's the scheduling and accountability. And honestly, when you have a full-time job, you have a boss and like that person plays a big role for you in both your scheduling and your accountability. Yeah. When you're your own boss, I mean, you got to take up that role. And, and for us, uh, this has been like a really key portion of what makes our business run. You know, we, we've talked like what you said a lot, like about feeling like you've been busy and feeling like I work all the time and I'm always doing stuff. A big part of that comes from, you're not like actually doing anything when you're at work and you feel like you are, but you're like having like 20 minute conversations with people and you know, you're not really actually getting the things done that you need to do in order to be able to live your life in a way that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's interesting that, you know, uh, what you just brought up that a lot of people out there have that authority figure. You have a boss, you've got the 95, the nine to five for the accountability and the scheduling. And that that's a big draw for our business, right? It is the whole thing to make your own schedule and yeah. be flexible and freedom. And all that is, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And it's but, real. And it is real a hundred percent. But I think what people don't realize is, is when you get in to that, it, exactly what we're talking about. It, you've got to have uh, somebody be, being accountable, accountable for you, whether it's yourself or at least I know for the both of us, it's, it's each, each other, other. right? Yeah. And so I know that's been huge, huge and helpful, at least for us, is being being that accountability for each other, um, even though technically we are our own boss, yeah. right? And, and doing that stuff. So well, before we even move on on that, yeah. the other part that I wanted to say about that is that if these big corporations pay this much money, you know, if they're paying like hundreds of thousands, if not more, for upper management and management, 
and their whole job is to make sure that the business is working like correctly and holding accountability and making sure that certain tasks are getting done. Like you should, as a business owner, as an investor, as a realtor, as a insurance agent, whatever, you should be able to hold yourself accountable. Just like that company is going to be paying somebody else hundreds of thousands to make sure that you work. Right? Yeah. So that's my thought on that. The big thing too, is there's that joke, like when you get into real estate, you, uh, you get into real estate to drop the nine to five. Mm-hmm. And instead of working 40 hours a week, you work 400 hours or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you just get to pick which hundred hours a week you work. Yeah. No. Um, I've dealt with that and I know you have too, but it comes down to if you're able to structure your time right, you don't have to work that much. And you and I even, we had periods of time where we were able to go home at like 2 p.m. and we were still making money and doing things right because we, we just scheduled to come in earlier and we were coming in earlier and getting everything done. And by 2 p.m., we've already worked all the stuff we had to do. Why yeah. stay there? And yeah. I think Jason's been a great example of like, why are you working all the time? If you got what you needed to get done, done, you can now leave and feel good that you did what you needed to do. Exactly. And I know we've had those conversations even recently too. And, and in my mind is like, like you were talking about, we had that longer period of time. We still have times, you know, where we were coming in at 630 in the morning, being completely done with everything at 2 PM. And the thought of why stay at the office is then dipping into now you're just sitting there being unproductive in your business life. Go do, Have go fun. do your personal stuff. Go do, you know, cause you know what I mean? It has then to be sustainable. That, yeah. A hundred percent. The other thing is like, there's that idea where you don't work in your bedroom or like you don't like sit in your bed and like do stuff because now you're training your brain when you're at work to not be working. Yeah. And like our whole goal is like, yeah, we're supposed to have fun when we're at work and we definitely do a good job of not making it feel like treacherous mm-hmm. to come into the office. But like when you're here, is only when you should be working. And like, if you're not working, don't come in. Yeah. You know, cause you're going to not only pull away from like specifically each other, but you're going to pull away from the other people. And I know that you and I deal with that sometimes, and I'm not trying to, you know, bash on anybody, but we have people that come into our office sometimes just to chit chat. And I do this to other people. So I, I can admit I am one of these people, but it's like, I'm right in the middle of doing something really important and I'm trying to get it done. And you know, you're just coming in to mess around like, I'm not here to mess around and I'm yeah. going to be your friend outside of work, but like, this is work. And, uh, you know, I pay myself to do this. Yeah. And let's talk about a little bit how, when scheduling stuff, you know, f- for our business, what, what exactly should we be different differentiating in our day? Right. Cause, cause there's a lot of stuff, whether you're self-employed um, in our business or regardless, you know, whatever job it is, you've got different things you're doing throughout the day that fit into different categories. Yeah. So how do we really break that down? Well, so for the key of this, it's going to be like, um, income producing. So current activities, uh, upcoming business, right? Those are all, uh, money-making activities. Mm-hmm. You also have educational activities, you have relationship building activities, and then you have personal activities. And like, we have all of ours, color coded for the most part. And the idea is that you're supposed to be looking at the leading indicators of what makes your business run. So if you're spending too much time, you know, on, on your friendly, like your uh, personal life, like that's great. You're, you do need to have a personal life, but maybe you need to cut back a little bit there and add that to your education or your, your, um, marketing or whatever it is. Yeah. I think color coding is a super important concept. And I'm sure you've had this pop up too, but I've, um, I was just with a buddy 
maybe two or three weeks ago and I was looking at my calendar, seeing what to do. And he looks over and goes, dude, what is, what is that? Is that your calendar? And I'm like, yeah, that's my calendar. And it's got like six or seven different colors going on and it's all, all this, that, and the other. But I think the color coding is super important because it does exactly what you were saying. It helps you break down between your personal between yeah. your meetings and lunches, your appointments, your income producing activities, your leisure activities, so that you're able with a click of a button to see where and how long each of those groups of things took and then this, that, and the other. If it was all one color, it, it just makes it that much harder to analyze and look back and do a deep dive as to where your time was going. I was going to show the camera. If you're on the YouTube version, you'll be able to see this. But this is the week of uh, November 7th through 13th. And you can see here, I have an orange, the stuff that I was working on current business with. In gray, it has my general business stuff. I didn't actually color, co color coat for personal activities. But I can see that on Monday, I came in, I did my follow-up and escrow stuff. Uh, I started Monday morning the right way with Cade. We did our level 10 meeting. Then we did my follow-up uh, and escrow. So that's my leading indicators. Then I had lunch for 30 minutes, went to the gym, and then hung out with my brother. And then after that, I had business meetings with Wells Fargo to set up a bank account, to close out a different bank account. And then I had a final walkthrough for closing that day. So, and I worked on financials until 6.30 p.m. So, I can see that on Monday, November 8th, I worked from 8 a.m. to 6.30 with a break in the middle from 11.30 to 1.30. So you can, you know, you can really start tracking exactly what you got going on. Yeah. Color coding is a really big part because, you know, in a quick glance, if I'm scrolling through, I can see how much time I've spent on transactions. Because for me, that's been a big thing is trying not to spend too much time on my current business. Um, and then also, I have a whole separate calendar for like showings personal life stuff like that yeah and i think it's kind of cool too that with all of that stuff when it it, it kind of ties into when we were talking about business planning and, and financials and, and goals and stuff at the end of the year you're able to look back and say you know okay in q3 you know i did a really good job making a, a lot of money more than any of the other three quarters. Why is that? What was I doing? You can go back to your calendar. You've had everything broken down. Maybe you were spending more time on income producing activities in Q3 than the other quarters. In Q2. It, in Q2, you're exactly right because it's paying off later. In Q2, that we're paying off in Q3 that you weren't doing in the other quarters. It's so it's important helpful. for you to analyze and recognize you know, for, for yourself where you can improve and, and why why you were producing the way you did. Yeah. The other part to that too is the timeliness we wrote down. Cause you and I are both people who like, we need to be on time. We get like anxious if we're late. Um, in our industry, you're trained that if you're on time, you're late. And if you're five minutes early, you're on time. Yep. So, you know, having it calendared in your, your calendar, calendaring driving time has mm -hmm. been something that's been kind of important to learn. Um, so you kind of look up, like I've gotten to a point where I know where most stuff is. I've always kind of had that sense of direction. So knowing, okay, I need to get to downtown. It's going to take me 12 minutes, budget 15 minutes of driving. Then I get a, like the notification 10 minutes before for driving. Yeah. That way I'm not late. You know, I don't get that notification 10 minutes before the meeting and think, well, 
even if I left now, I'm going to be five minutes late. Yeah. I think the notifications is huge. I use the freaking notifications all the time for meetings, for lunches or, you know, appointments, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And I do it. If you guys use any kind of Google calendar, uh, Apple calendar, whatever you guys are using, uh, all of them will have it, but I'll do like a, one day before, mm-hmm. it, depending on the thing, one day before reminder so that if there's anything I need to prepare left mm-hmm. for the appointment, boom. You know, I'm not caught off guard and scrambling the day of when I get my 30-minute uh, reminder to go. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I still haven't put together a listing packet. You know what I mean? So those reminders, absolutely huge in making you stay prepared on top of it in the right space mentally and going in confident for, you know, anything else that's being yeah. scheduled. The timeliness is huge. Um Again, kind of back to the tracking stuff. Once you've got like your your color coordination kind of working in a way that works for you, um, you you start analyzing. Okay, so here was my current leads. Here's my pipeline for upcoming leads. The other two things we talked about was education and personal life. Uh, you and I both have been in, uh, trying to continually educate ourselves. A lot of the times we're listening to podcasts and stuff, but you know we'll we'll calendar out. Hey, we're going to this meetup. We're going to this mastermind. We're going to um, this class with KW or we're going to whatever. Um, and having that tracked as well, because one of the things when I got a coach with KW for a period of time, they were, uh, she was bringing up like, well, how much time are you spending educating yourself with new stuff? Because I kept saying, well, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know everything. Yeah. Well, that's fine to not to acknowledge. You don't know everything, but how do you get to a point where you start knowing more and, uh, you know, tracking how much education you have is going to be important. Did she say or did she ever give you like a recommendation on how much time you should be spending each week on on learning new things? I mean, she sells like 50 million a year in sales. She's out of Denver. Um, It just happened to be that she was in Denver, Colorado, which is a a market that I grew up in where I spent a little time in. And so we connected on that. And so we worked together. She said that every week she spends an hour a day on education. And she's selling 50 million. She's been in the business. She's a coach for like one of the best real estate coaching programs in the world. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, she said that, you know, she, she is still such a novice in real estate, which is hilarious. Yeah. But that she trains, uh, yeah, an hour a day is her goal. That's crazy to me because I think, well, not crazy. That That's awesome. I, I'm thinking a lot of people out there are going, how... I'm so busy right now. Like, uh, how am I going to fit an hour? If someone is producing $50 million in volume a year in real estate, being a coach, running their own personal business, having their own personal life. Yeah. I mean, an hour a day in education, that is freaking awesome. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. One of the things that you and I have talked about is spending too much time educating. We're huge proponents of get the ball rolling and then start directing it. Um but I think this would be a great example where, yeah, if you could if you could start scheduling in 22, an hour a day of educating, that, that doesn't have to be like a structured hour. It could be like, yeah. you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Like in the morning, you know, I'm going to read a business book for 15 minutes. At lunch, I'm going to listen to 30 minutes of a business podcast. And in the afternoon, I'm going to go, uh, you know, review one contract for 15 minutes. That's that's an hour of education. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would benefit, including us, significantly from doing that kind of a program. Well, and on the topic of education, um, and we talked about our goals in last week's uh, podcast for our podcast in in our 2021 recap. Um, But not only education on educating yourself, but for us, a big part is going to be how much time are we spending 
educating others through right. the podcast, bring recording good stuff. Yeah. And I think our biggest thing that we finish strong with in 2021 that we're going to continue in 2022 is our structuring and scheduling for all of our education and our podcast stuff, which yeah. I think is going to be yeah. better for us and even better for everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. So those were all really important things. You know, the last thing that we'd really talked about was, or the last thing we'd written down for all of this portion is just talking about like understanding that reviewing is going to be key. Because like, yes, documenting is going to be important. But like, if you don't go back and look at what you did, you'll still have that feeling of busyness without seeing productivity. And and income's a great way of seeing productivity. But mm-hmm. in our business, you don't see your, your income until 30, 60, 90, six months, you know, down the line, 30, 60, 90 days, or even up to six months, you know? So you might think to yourself, I'm making a lot of money right now. Like I got to be doing it right. But your last three weeks have been trash. And so your upcoming you know, months aren't going to be great. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting topic too, because a lot of new people getting into whether you're newly licensed or uh, a new investor looking to put together deals, you know, you, you start now and you're three, four months down the line and somebody could be there like, you know, I, I haven't done any deals. Like, well, like what's going on? And you can come to somebody who's experienced and has closed a ton of deals. They're going to ask you, what have you been doing the past three months? What yeah. have you been doing the past four, five, six months? What what income generate? What have you been doing? We do that to each other. Yeah. And we know what we've been doing. Yeah. Like we, we're sitting across the desk every day. Yeah. And I think that's a hard blockade for, for new people getting into this industry is the thought that you're not getting paid till, you know, 30, 60, 90 days later. But being able to review, look back and see why 30, 60, 90 days down the road why why haven't it haven't i gotten paid or you, haven't done any yeah, deals or, or why have i what what was i doing that paid That's off a really big good time point too so any other things to wrap up specifically yeah. business wise that two, that two, was good well yeah two points um one people quit off of momentary feelings of defeat okay, like yeah. if if you can if you feel like i want to quit like i've had this and i've done well in the industry like by a lot of metrics i feel like i've i've breached the point that most people quit by. And I've had momentary feelings of like, man, I just wish I could just quit my, my real estate stuff and just be a high level employee or manager for a bigger firm and just get paid a couple hundred grand a year doing business stuff for them, have the security and all that, because it's hard. It's wearing to like be your own boss and hold yourself accountable. And then looking back and being able to see, okay, well, like if I did that, I wouldn't be able to go to the gym at, you know, 1 PM yeah. and then do the things I wanted to do. I wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle I have. I wouldn't. And that's kind of been important. Um, if you're not already to that point, then it's also like, well, okay. Like I feel like I'm, I'm worn out. I'm busy. But then you look at your calendar and you're only working from eight to 4 PM. And it's like, well, there's still like two and a half, three good hours of work in there that you could do. What, what could we do to, you know, ramp up your production by 25% or 30% more your productivity to get your production to a point where you're making enough money that you're not spending that four o'clock to seven o'clock spending money. You're making money. Yeah. And one last thought that just popped into my head too, when we were talking is going back to the, you know, activities you're doing now, you know, 30, 60, 90 days out. Um, I had sat down with one of our mentors, it was probably 
you know, between 60 and 90 days ago, you know, somewhere in quarter three of this year. 90 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it was with one of our mentors, Jason Pritchard. And I was like, man, I, I am struggling with my calendar. I I'm just struggling, you know, mentally in a space with, with, with this business because you, you know, and I need some help, help and guidance. And, um, that meeting, we sat down and we scheduled out ahead activities in my calendar. So I knew from nine to 11, I was doing income generating activities from one to three. I was out driving for dollars at least three days a week. We were scheduling those all the way out in advance. And I don't think it's a coincidence that now 90 days later, Q4 of this year is going to be my biggest uh, December specifically, but biggest month and biggest quarter ever in my business. Not only did you produce more in the last quarter than you did in the other three. Yeah. You're ramping up into 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, there's no coincidence at all. And I, I guarantee if you texted Jason right now, he would, he would agree with us that there's zero shot that you would be doing the same thing. Had you not been disciplined following your schedule, having it planned. So you didn't have to make the decision. You just knew what you were going to do. And then, you already had the business skills to follow through and close on deals. Like yeah. it's sometimes it's not just your personal skills. It's just being held accountable to do it. Yeah. And so that, I mean the broad overarching point I want to make to people out there who are like, you know, I don't need to use a calendar. It's bullshit. I, you know, I'm, it's I'm hey. disciplined enough to do this. I don't need to, I don't need to schedule stuff. And if uh, I'm telling you a hundred percent, it works. It works. If you want to grow your business, if you're sitting there not making any money and you're in that mindset, you need to get dig yourself out of that as soon as possible because I promise you it works. I promise you. Drag your sorry ass into our office and we <laughs> will we will set up your calendar with you. Yes. Because we please. know what doesn't work yes. really, really well. Yeah. And we're learning what works and we're we're happy to share it. I think if you look at any successful team, they're structured the same way. If you look at any successful business person, I'm going to throw out Pace Morby. Pace wakes up early in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning yeah. and spends two hours or something a day scheduling a structured schedule just for that day. Yeah. So you think about that. That's, that's a ridiculous amount of time spent on managing your time. Yeah. What does that tell you? This is somebody who runs multiple, multiple seven figure businesses. Yeah. And uh, he's also running a TV show now. He's running... His company, his flipping company, wholesaling company. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand that like if these big players are structured in their schedule that rigid, you should be too. Yeah. You're not too, you're not going to get to a point where you want to be if you're not having that for yourself. Here's, but here's the follow up to that. If you're like that in your business life, you should be like that in your personal life. One of the, the goals I have in 22, because my fiance Kayla is, you know, studying for her CPA exam. She's going to be going through tax season. I'm trying to grow my business at a high level. You and I are trying to do all these things. Scheduling time to be with your friends or your significant other or your family or church or whatever is mandatory as well. Like you and I have non-negotiable things that we set in our calendar that like that's that's not work time. Yeah. And during that time you should feel good not working. Yeah, 100%. It goes back to the work life balance stuff and when you've got you know a calendar 
scheduled out. You can look back and see, you know, I'm doing the activities I need to do. I'm managing my business the way I need to. It goes back to the work-life balance. And I think 100%, one of the most important things is feeling good and present in your personal life and not being stressed or anxious or your mind always on on your business all the time because i mean that that's what it should not be right you're not in this to freaking be stressed and broke yeah <laughs> you're trying to be <laughs> although in this... it may seem like it at at, at a times lot, a lot more, yeah. <laughs> more so than we may like sometimes but still well and we're still in the beginning <laughs> phases i think like if you looked at us even two years ago versus now when we started the podcast and now we've developed a lot better work-life balance yeah and you know just this year alone like being able to to set boundaries with clients in a way that we haven't been able to before um being comfortable with the things juggling and when things aren't necessarily always going right like that's not my problem right now right now i'm time is time for me to be on a date or i'm here or i'm there and uh i still have a lot of room to get better but yet it's going to be really important that you still calendar in personal events yeah especially like we were just you know talking about my calendar the gym this year was the first year in years that I consistently went to the gym most of the year. Yeah. And being able to calendar, and that's a personal activity, being able to calendar it in and say, okay, it, it's in there. I, I need to go. Otherwise, I'm going to be going in and, and deleting, deleting it and it. saying I didn't, I didn't go. And that's kind of an interesting point. We haven't even talked about that. We didn't even talk about like <laughs> your ideal schedule gets changed like yeah. all the Always. time. I don't think I've had a day in <laughs> months that didn't get changed. And being able to reconcile your calendar at the end of each day or as you're going is probably more important Mm -hmm. to document what you actually did. So your leading scheduled activities guide you on what you're supposed to do. And then when things go astray, you document what you did during that time. A hundred percent. And I think that may be one of the most important pieces to do too outside of just actually scheduling and managing the calendar is I, I think you're right doing it uh, on an as is basis or at, 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 I would prefer at least the, the end of every day is looking back and changing stuff. Uh, you know, this took 30 minutes instead of an hour this meeting did. So what did I do with that other 30 minutes that was supposed to be the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just looking back and seeing if your day turned out the way that you wanted it to be. And if you were as structured and disciplined as you should have been. Yeah. And one of the things I try to do, I remember the day down like it was like just the other day. And um, I was on the phone with Jason. He comes up a lot because Jason's doing a lot of things right. So I just want to clarify that. I was on the phone with Jason and I listed a house, sold a house, put a house pending and signed a new listing contract all on the same day. And I was talking with Jason. I was like, oh, I feel so great. It was like a Friday afternoon too. It was like, I felt so good. And he goes, you know, you should take, you know, you should look back right now, look back into your calendar, take account of like what happened today that made you feel good. Why did it happen? And try to figure out how to repeat that every single day. That was an interesting concept. Cause now anytime I have a really good day, I'll actually take like a mental note where I'll take like five to 10 minutes when I'm driving home. And I'll just think about like, okay, what did I even do today? Why did I feel like today was a productive day? And I'll think, I'll be like, well, I solved a whole bunch of problems. Yeah. I got my follow-ups done and my follow-ups, I can see where the business is coming from. I got paid X amount or 
I spent time with this person or I re-caught up with this person or I did this task I've been meaning to do. It's interesting. And you just take that mental accountability and then you look back at your calendar while you're doing that. You know, and it's funny because my calendar app is like usually like the second or third app open after my yeah. messages <laughs> and like maybe Facebook or TikTok or whatever. It's like always right in the front of my phone. Yeah. When I open up my computer, I have my browser set up to open up my Gmail, my calendar automatically my, and my Boom. MLS and my, my CRM. You know, it's like it's one of the top important things I look at every single day. Yeah. And I know going on a more... I guess, technical note, we both uh, use Google Calendar, have the app on our phone, everything's synced and linked, which is fantastic. Uh, you've obviously, for Apple users, if you can use Google Calendar, but Apple's got their own built-in calendar that you can link yeah. uh, link stuff with. I know our CRM, when we schedule meetings with clients, it automatically syncs to yeah. our Google Calendar, which is awesome. Um, I would 100% we- highly recommend google calendar if you're sitting there not not knowing where to start again and how to start scheduling the other thing i think about that's nice about google calendar is like you and i have two separate gmail suites yeah. g suites but we share it and we also share it with other people in our industry we're able to invite people people accept people oh, have yeah. it yeah it gives them the reminder so there's a lot of value to me to using something that's like really universal versus using something like you know more niche my thought is that the more people you can work with the better a hundred percent. And we, well, the other part too, it's really funny with our partnership is you and I, when we update anything with our, our partnership, yeah. we, we put it in its own calendar that's shared yeah. to us and it's its own color. Yeah. So I might not have been working on it and I'll just see like, Oh, Kay just spent 45 minutes working on uh, property management emails. I wasn't part of that. But now when I'm sitting there and I think to myself, man, I'm doing all this work and Kay's not even here. Well, it's like, it's right there. I can see he was doing it. Yeah. And I, I don't really have that feeling often, but I think that reason why is because I always am seeing little things here and there popping up where it's like, oh, Cade was working on this or, hey, we worked together on that. Or, hey, we went to lunch and we talked about everything here. Or, hey, Scott went and got raised money to fund our new rehab yeah. and deal yeah, that we're Scott, working on right Scott, now. So, Scott, boom, there Scott it just is. just drove to Reedley. <laughs> So I think uh, if you're out, if you're sitting out there and and not scheduling, not calendaring, uh, obviously the majority of you guys have heard uh, of Google Calendar. I'm gonna assume that right now. Um, yeah. But like Scott said earlier, um, our door is always open. We, we have gone through so many trial and errors. We have um, spent two, three, four years really trying to dial in our schedules and how it works and what to do. So if you're sitting out there not knowing where to start with scheduling, calendaring, uh, what, what the heck you should be color coding this, that, and the other to be the most productive, our door is always open. I would, I know we would both love to help anybody who's struggling with that. Literally at any time. Yeah. The last few tips I want to leave you with plan and schedule all of your major dates for your transactions. If Mm -hmm. you're flipping, wholesaling, anything, have it in your calendar, especially if you're like pretty new, you can calendar in who's where, doing what, when. Because then you, when you look back, if your flip goes astray or if your escrow goes astray, you can see where it went astray. Yeah. Two, calendar in any income generating activities, including mail drops, calling, door knocking, driving for dollars, anything. That's going to be the most important thing that you do in your day outside of actually closing the deals that you have. Yeah. And you should not waste too much time closing deals. You should get to the point where that's a small portion of your day. And then last thing is when reviewing, 
if your goal is to develop work-life balance in a way that's going to make sense, reviewing what time suck activities are being done that you don't have to do. Yeah. And it will help you hire better. It will help you, you know, uh, outsource better. For me, I found my marketing was taking up time. I outsourced it. Yeah. Soon we have enough business stuff going on, active business activities and leads coming in that I'm hiring out for both of those. You and I have talked about getting uh, video uh, editors for the podcast. There's a whole bunch. Yeah. You know, that's important. That's a huge point. Yeah. That we didn't even talk about before that. And uh, I remember, I think this was when you were going through your coaching, printing out your schedule and highlighting or or color coding uh, on digitally. Um, what tasks could be hired out to yeah. somebody else? So, for example, when we sit here and we spend two hours stuffing envelopes with our business card and putting stamps on and labels on, two, uh, I mean, yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up. Pull this up. is proof. Yeah, pull it up. On Monday, I spent from 1.45 to 4 p.m. working on Christmas cards. And then the following day, Tuesday, I spent 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. stuffing Christmas cards, including going to the post office to get <laughs> stamps. And then I spent from 3.15 to 4 o'clock working on Christmas cards. And then yesterday, I spent from 1.30 to 2 o'clock working on Christmas cards. And then two th- or 3.30 to 4 on Christmas cards. And then this morning, I spent 15 minutes on Christmas cards. So this week, a total of stuffing Christmas cards That's is hours and hours. Two, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, just shy of seven. So seven hours. So it's important it, it, for this. And that is those tedious tasks are what you have to go through in the beginning of this business. And not even just in the beginning. We're, we're still doing them now. Yeah. But when you get to a point where you can pay uh, an assistant at minimum wage to do all of those mundane, tedious tasks and spend those five, six hours back on income generating activities or, or, man- or managing or, or personal. Exactly. Finding a better work-life balance and being able to, to do that is huge. Yeah. I think this is a great topic to start 22 with. I think that if your goals this year are ambitious or they're feeling daunting already, you're already six days in, you might've already made a mistake. Yeah. Start calendaring, whether it's a physical goal, a a monetary goal, a spiritual goal, anything. You can set time in your calendar. And if if you're meticulous about your time and watching your calendar and all that, you will see that you will improve. And it'll be very rapid. You know, our business is a a 60 to 90 day life cycle. But, you know, your fitness life is a lot faster than that. You might notice that you feel better after your first week of working out. You might feel like, hey... For me, I spent a lot of time the last quarter trying to find things that make me feel better. And I started calendaring in going to, uh, you know, a fighting class. And I spent time in the mornings working on journaling. It's a lot faster than just the monetary gains. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up uh, our first episode of 2022. We are super, super excited to bring you guys the pursuit of property podcast all year long we're going to be on top of it we're going to be bringing you guys content every single week for the third year for the third year i think that is nuts that is awesome um and 
for you guys out there, obviously 2022, new year, uh, new year, new you. Um, if you guys are wanting to know anything or like Scott was saying, we're six days in, uh, you know, a new you wanting to be able to make change in your business, set yourself up for success. Our door is always open. And I want to preface that, that we are going to now be implementing uh, office hours. So we are going to have just like a teacher or a professor would, where they have open door policies for certain periods of time. We're going to lock in the time. Uh, right now, we're at the end of 2021 recording this, but uh, we're going to be putting it out there uh, for people who have questions. That way, you don't feel like you need to you know, come out on a limb to ask us to go to coffee. Just come on over to our office. It's going to be like an office hours come on in we're gonna chat help you set up your calendar help you set up your marketing campaigns get you locked on to the right tools whatever we can do to help grow businesses it's part of our goal this year is to help as many people as possible perfect all right guys thanks for tuning in for the first episode and we'll be seeing you guys a little bit later uh, next week <laughs>